Welcome one and all to the Comfy with Carly podcast, where we will work to unravel a variety of intimate topics and learn to lean into the discomfort in a brave and safe space. So grab a blanket, settle in, and let's get comfy together. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Comfy with Carly podcast. This episode is part two of Let's Get Comfy with Creating Boundaries. Like I said in part one, this conversation with Haley Seigert was too important and too much fun to put a time constraint on. In this segment, Haley and I talk about letting go of our have-tos, listening to our cues, and we get into what her comfy item or person is. But first, throughout this last week, I wanted to learn more about the boundaries you all set in your lives and the areas you struggle to set those boundaries. So I took to Instagram. I asked, what areas of your life do you struggle with setting boundaries? And an overwhelming amount of you wrote in work. It was either that you take on too much, you don't take the vacation days that you earn and deserve, or you really struggle with that work-life balance, or as I like to call it, a work-life blend. Other areas that people struggled in setting boundaries was with family and close friends. Those are the people that really like to test your boundaries because they know you the most. I also asked, how do you set boundaries? And a lot of you recognize that no is a full sentence. Saying no without an explanation is okay. Being super upfront with what you need and bringing it up as a requirement, not a want. Someone even acknowledged that they set boundaries differently with themselves than they do with others. With others, they're loving but very firm. And with themselves, they require compassion. I think it's important to recognize that everyone sets boundaries differently and everyone is struggling to set these boundaries. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It's okay to ask for some added support when it comes to creating and sticking to your boundaries, just like Haley taught us in part one. I hope you enjoy the rest of Let's Get Comfy with Creating Boundaries. This episode was by far one of my favorites to record. Have you ever been in a situation where you've needed to explain either why you're putting up boundaries or just that you are putting up boundaries? Absolutely. Um, My most recent example is when I had my baby during the pandemic. I literally emailed, I sat down with my husband and we said, like, what's important to us right now? Because, oh my God, did we want to have our family come meet him? but he was a preemie and it was a pandemic and we wanted to very clearly let our family and friends know we are not letting anybody come over for this amount of time. And we literally sat down and said, what are we okay with? And what are we not okay with? And we emailed it out, literally written down Mm -hmm. and it's, it's okay to do that. And, um, but there's also been scenarios where I haven't established my boundaries and said them out loud. And that's also okay. Um, like my husband and I, we pride ourselves on always working on a relationship and making sure that we put each other first. And so sometimes we don't answer our phones when we're, you know, together. It's our Saturday. Our phones are off, like, or or even they're on. We just like, if we get a text message from someone, we don't have to answer right then and there. And I'm not like announcing to everyone, Saturdays are our time. Like, don't talk to us on Saturdays. Like, that's okay to not say it out loud. And even more so, I have had relationships that were no longer healthy relationships. They turned unhealthy. They were dishonest. They were trying to take control. I was feeling smothered. And even terms one step further, we go from healthy to unhealthy to abusive, where it's disrespectful to enough 
to the point where you're feeling anxious, you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling unheard, you're feeling someone's not taking responsibility for what's going on in your relationship. They're trying to control you. If you're in an abusive relationship, I always say you do not have to say your boundary out loud. Are you going to call your ex-boyfriend that was, you know, borderline abusive to you and be like, just so you know, I'm not accepting calls from you anymore? No, you don't have to do that. Yes. You don't owe an explanation to somebody that you're in an abusive relationship with or an unhealthy relationship with. And that's okay. And I, in my own therapy sessions, um, I experience a borderline abusive relationship with a family member and I kept saying well I'm not going to cut them off because they're my family member they're family they're my ex they're my brother they're my sister they're my mom they're my ex-wife whatever you have some sort of connection with them and my therapist took a good look at me and she said Haley I know how much you love your husband right if your husband came to you and said this person is kind of abusive to me. This is just a made up scenario. If this person is kind of abusive to me, but they're my ex sister-in-law, I need to have them in my life because we have memories together and we grew up together, blah, 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 blah. Would you say, oh, that's okay. You should totally keep them in your life. You know, if they only abuse you every now and then, like you can deal with that. Like, is that something you would say to him? And I was like, no. I would not say that. <laughs> now that you say that out loud, no, I would not have that reaction. So it's really important for us to flip it around and say, like, Carly, if this was your friend and you knew they were being treated this way, would you encourage them to keep a relationship? No. I love how that was just stated because I think it's so easy for us to get caught up in. Yeah. We have to. And I think generations and society and you know i think um millennials and gen z are starting to recognize like family patterns do not need to be followed yes. you can break those patterns yes. and you know there's a lot of talk right now on social media if you're on instagram TikTok, facebook whatever you're on about generational trauma and how the millennials and gen z are sick of it and they're putting an end to it and it's not this is how it is just because how our family did it yes and so that's related to you do not need to keep people in your life just because they are your family yes and a huge example of this that a lot of the lgbtq community is going through if your family if your circle is not accepting you for who you are you might need to find another family or circle that is accepting you for who you are and you might need to establish those boundaries whether they're big or small of you know, I'm not answering your text messages or I'm moving out They And I need my own space to protect my time, to protect my emotions and to protect my mental health. So I think um, it's a huge thing to talk about and boundaries don't happen overnight. They don't. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering, like, where do I start? What do I do? I think there's many tips that you can implement and just say, first of all, look for those cues. If you're taking a big, huge breath before you're answering a phone call, ask yourself why that is. Is that person causing you anxiety? Do you not have enough time for them? Are you overworked at your job and you don't have the mental capacity to talk to them? 
and look back at what needs to change right here so I can show up better for myself and not have to have that huge breath. And if the person is the reason that you're taking that huge breath, don't answer the phone. You can call them back. Call them back. You don't have to pick up the phone. And I think in this day and age, like Carly, you and I, we probably we both turned off our phones before doing this. Why? Because how many messages are we going to get during this time? I'd like to say when I turn my phone off, do not disturb. I'm going to have a lot. In reality, I'll probably have very few. <laughs> but the pure like thought that someone could interrupt this moment and I wanted to be very present with you while recording yeah. and talking to you because you've been so open and brave to talk about something that you've tackled in your life yes. and you've become, you've become an expert. You've become an expert Thank in drawing you. boundaries I in have. your life. And I'm totally going to own that. I for real have become an expert about this and I, I love it. And it's okay to be, it's okay to say, hell yeah. Like I, I've nailed this. You want to talk yes. about boundaries? Let's talk about boundaries. Um, and a big, a big thing is like, I had to, go deep within myself and say, do I want to keep reliving this anxiety? And if I get a phone call and every time I get this phone call, I get anxious. How much longer am I going to let myself receive calls from this person? How much longer am I going to stay at this job? How much longer am I going to stay in this relationship? So you have to ask yourself, are you willing to put up with it and how much longer are you going to stay in the pain and let it replay over and over and over again before you're willing to draw the line in the sand just like the door we were talking about with the COVID boundaries when is enough enough yes it's important to recognize that and I like that you said identifying the pain like do you want to stay in this space yeah it's the same thing as taking care of yourself going to seek therapy like do you want to stay where you are in a situation yes. or are you looking to move forward yes what would you say to people who are trying to draw boundaries I know you said start with no start with turning off your phone start with mm -hmm. you know something really small um, but if you were to tell yourself when you first started setting boundaries, you know, what was to be, what was to come, what would you tell someone? The biggest thing that I felt when I started setting boundaries, which we kind of talked about a little bit ago was the amount of guilt that I felt. I, like I said, I had somebody in my immediate family that I needed to establish a very strict boundary with. And oh my God, did I feel guilty? I had my friends and family who didn't agree with me. I had people calling me saying, why did you do this? I had myself saying, why did you do this? Like, I'm gonna, am I going to regret this? Am I going to go backwards? Am I going to, you know, have to explain myself over and over and over again? And do I want to put up with that? And I asked myself, is it willing, like, is it enough for me to stay here and sit in this? And am I willing to compromise my emotional health, my mental health? Am I willing to compromise my relationships? Mm -hmm. um, if I stay in this relationship the way it is right now, yes, I'm going to compromise all of those things. And I'm not willing to do that. So the biggest thing is, like I said before, you're going to feel the guilt especially when someone Regina George is you and does the boo you whore, you're going to feel the guilt and sit with it and keep your boundary anyways. I also struggled in the beginning because I would set a boundary and then I would go back on that boundary. 
And that left the other person really confused. Like, just a small example of me saying to my friend, I'm going to the gym right now. You know, you won't hear from me for the next two hours. And then I get to the gym and I'm bored and I call my friend. And they're like, why are you calling me? <laughs> and then I then put down my phone and get back on the elliptical and they called me. And I'm like, well, I don't want to answer right now because it's me time. But I'm the one who went back on the boundary that I set. And that's confusing. So stick to your boundaries and stick to them really hard. And just do it for a week. Do it for a week. If you don't like it, then you can undo it. But don't go back and forth and confuse yourself and confuse your friends. And don't say, this boundary isn't working for me if you didn't give it your all and you didn't draw the line in the sand with you and the person you're in a relationship with. For example, say out loud to your boss, I'm on vacation this weekend. I won't be answering my calls. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. And you're going to feel guilty. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel a little weird advocating for yourself and saying what you need and what your rules are, but you're going to get used to it. So the more you set boundaries, Carly, you asked me, like, what was the beginning? Like, it was weird. You're going to feel weird. You're going to feel awkward. You're going to get used to the awkward and you're going to do it even more. And you're going to begin to feel some relief. If you keep choosing yourself, if you keep choosing your time, your energy, your space, who you want to give you a hug and not, you're going to start to feel better. You're going to feel more confident. You're going to feel some relief and you're going to start respecting your relationships even more and valuing yourself even more than that. When you first started setting boundaries, did you have conversations like, you know, I'm trying to figure this out and please be patient with me. Um, you know, especially with your husband, um, because we know, figuring out boundaries. We have to figure out what works best for us. And like you said at the very beginning, sometimes this is trial and error. You might set a boundary, love that boundary for a week, and then the next week it's not working for you. Mm -hmm. And like you just said too, that that can be confusing for people sometimes. So is there, you know, a tip or something you could give to people about maybe how to communicate, you know, I'm working on setting this boundary. Please be patient with me. Yes. And I've done that exact same thing. I've literally said out loud, I'm not sure what our relationship is going to look like moving forward. Let's, let's do some trial and error. Yes. I've literally said that out loud. Like I want to continue my relationship with you. I'm feeling a little taken aback right now. I want to continue this. I'm not sure what it's going to look like. And try different things. It's not, it, it's not always going to work the first time or the second time or the third time, or maybe you didn't need a boundary. You just needed to say out loud that you were feeling overwhelmed and that person needed to hear it because you, you never said it before. So boundaries can also help you discover, like, I actually didn't need time away from my, my dad or you know whoever it may be i just needed to say out loud that i don't want to keep talking about the sports game because <laughs> you're yeah. driving me nuts you know so it's it's um definitely trial and error and boundaries can be temporary you know if you're feeling overwhelmed in the winter time it's a pandemic and you need some space and like 
setting that boundary, whatever it may be, big or small, for school or for work or for a relationship or someone who used to abuse you, set the boundary, see how you feel, sit with it. Like, and ask yourself, is this serving me? Do I feel okay right now? Do I feel better? And then I want to flip it around on you. Go back on your boundary and then see how you feel. If you are dreading going to a family event and you know you should have set a boundary with who you're going to let touch you, who you're going to sit down next to at the table, and then you go ahead to that family event and you don't stay true to the boundaries that you knew that you needed, how are you feeling? You feel yucky. You feel gross. You need to go and like shake it off and shower and you feel kind of sad to yourself. That's a clue that you did not set the boundary firm enough. And you need to go back to the drawing board and say, that didn't work. I need to do something different because I want to keep going to my family events. My family is important to me. What can I do to make sure that I'm comfortable when I get there? And that's important. You know, we're talking about becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable to draw boundaries. Oh my God. It is very uncomfortable to tell someone, you know, I'm going through a hard time. You know, I might not be. Oh, like, don't touch. I don't want to touch right now. That's so weird to say out loud. It is, especially if you're usually a hugger. Yeah. Right. Especially if someone is used to something, but you get to change. We get to change as many times as we want. And, you know, there's thought process towards whether people can change, but I wouldn't be in the field that I'm in if I didn't believe that people can learn and unlearn and grow. And that's what it is. You're learning and unlearning boundaries and what works for you. And so is the other person. Right. Right. And, you know, I talked in the beginning about how I'm not an expert. I'm not a psychologist. Like I don't have a degree in boundaries, but how did I figure out all these things? I read and I learned and I figured out what worked for me and what didn't work for other people. And the things that work for me, Carly, might not work for you. And Mm -hmm. it's boundaries are so amazing because they're different for every single person. You know, a person on the street that you're, you know, walking next to you might have a boundary that they've set up with their dog walker. Like, and you would never, well, I don't have a dog walker. (laughs) But (laughs) But yeah. But you get get what I'm saying. Like, you wouldn't think of setting up a boundary like that because your boundaries are with work. So, and you know, when you need to set aside time for your clients or, you know, this is just an example. So, um, great question. And I think too, it's okay. And then I want to ask you my famous comfy with Carly question. I think it's okay too to own, you know, I've never set boundaries before. I need your help to do this, or this is very uncomfortable for me. Mm to yourself, right? If you don't want to say it to someone else, admitting it to yourself, what boundaries is and what I'm hearing is a lot of like self-reflection, listening to your feelings, listening to your thoughts, you know, and really listening to your intuition and your gut. Did something not feel right about this interaction? What was it? And where did I need to stop this interaction or change this interaction or this relationship to best serve me to serve. And I think it's important too. one of the things you mentioned is if you're talking to the person about setting a boundary, how it's going to help your relationship with that person.
person. Yes, 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 yes. Often, and I'm hoping society and the way we think will change, it's easier for us to acknowledge things when it is affecting us. So if you are the one drawing the boundary, the other person in the relationship might not fully understand where that's coming from. They might feel hurt by it. So if you acknowledge it, like, this is what I need to do for myself. And this is what I need to do for our relationship. Or I don't know that there's going to be a relationship anymore. I don't know that I can continue to hang out with you and talk to you all the time. If all we talk about is, oh, it's all we do is gossip. That's right. a big one. Yes. That's a big boundary. I don't, yes. that's not how I want to spend my time anymore. Yes. So understanding, you know, I want to keep hanging out with you. This is making me uncomfortable when all we do is gossip. So let's talk about how this can also benefit our relationship. Right. And that person that's gossiping in this random example, maybe they don't know they're doing it. Maybe they're like, oh my God, I do talk a lot about X, Y, and Z. I, thanks for pointing that out to me. Like, I definitely don't want to be known as a gossip person. Let's, how's your dog? Like, yes. And like, had you not said that out loud, they wouldn't have known and you wouldn't have been able to yeah. improve your relationship and keep that person in your life and spend the time talking about things that you value and appreciate about them. Yeah. And that's part too that the example you used of like calling after a certain time. Mm-hmm you know, that person might not even recognize that they are calling at 9 p.m. every single night. It might just be when they sit down to do their me time and they reach out. So also recognizing that people don't, aren't coming from a bad place, but your boundaries are for you. Yeah. They are for you. They are to better your relationship with someone else and they're to make it so you can stay grounded and your yeah. most uh, tr- like true authentic self and stay present in the moment and not make every interaction that you have with anyone always anxiety ridden or an uncomfortable situation yeah and this isn't to say that you're never going to have an anxiety or any oh, for like sure. <laughs> anxiety bruising conversation with someone or you're not going to mess up your boundaries i mess up my boundaries all the time and that's a clue though that helps me thrive in them saying oh i need to stick to those when i did that before that helped i didn't leave this event feeling that way when i stuck to those boundaries so it's it's okay and you ask me like when you're starting out what's what's something that you did for yourself and the biggest thing is forgive yourself and if you mess up which you're going to because it's like learning a new language and it's never the same never the same because we're talking about relationships and emotions and you're not going to feel the same way as you did on day one as you did on day five so or in year one or in year five so it's it's going to change and let's just be okay with that and roll with the punches and be like that was an interesting boundary day i need to work on that one next time and it's okay to say that and it's okay to do that yeah that guiltful feeling that you're talking about was setting it towards the other person not having it or accepting that you're feeling it, letting yourself feel it with yourself. So yeah. I love that you said it's like a learning a different language because yeah. you're speaking your language, right? You are speaking English, Spanish, Hebrew, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But what you are saying is so different. What's coming out, you're changing your perspective. You're yes. really learning a new way to think. Yes. And we aren't brought up saying, you know, make sure you advocate for yourself today. 
you know, make sure you tell your grandma that you don't feel like hugging them right now. That we're told the opposite. Go hug your grandma. It's time to leave. Yes. And so it's a different language when we're learning to say, I want this. I need this. I feel this way when I'm around you. Mm-hmm. And so literally is what we're learning is advocating for ourselves and advocating for our time, our relationships, and the respect that we have for ourselves and what we need in our lives. And you have to spend your entire day being like, oh, I gave time to someone else right now. That should have been my time. No, it's important to give back in your relationships. That's part of what helps them thrive and grow and learn. Um, And sorry, and how you learn about other people and yourself. So um, boundaries are there, like you said, to improve relationships and improve yourself and your life. Yeah. And something that sparked, I know I (laughs) I said, we'll wrap up in a second, but that resonated with me is, you know, asking if you're someone that is setting boundaries, is it okay if I give you a hug? Now you've just explained to the other person I'm asking and I want to respect your boundaries. Is it okay if I call you at 9 PM on a Thursday, knowing that you have a I don't know, 7 a.m. meeting the next day. Well, now you're recognizing, you know, I have boundaries. I want to acknowledge that you probably have them. So I'm creating the opportunity. So if you're someone who's really good at setting boundaries or you're just starting off and you want to kind of help someone else learn boundary language, Mm -hmm. asking those questions will spark something in the other person of, oh, she just asked me if I, if it's okay to hug me, oh, maybe I should be asking people, is it okay if I hug you? Yes. Can I pet your dog? Like, yes, that's a big one. uh If you're asking if you can pet someone's dog, you should probably be asking if you can like, I was going to say pet another human, but hug another (laughs) human, right? (laughs) It's the same thing. You don't know how that individual is going to react. Some people react very poorly to physical touch the same way a dog might act poorly if you pet them and you didn't ask. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I do want to ask you, so I asked all of my um, guests, what is your comfy item? So when you are feeling, you know, uncomfortable, you know, maybe guilty when drawing boundaries or in any certain situation, what do you find yourself drawn to for comfort? Is it weird to say my husband? No. Like he's an object. <laughs> so it's so, so funny you he's said that. He's comfy blanket. Yeah. I, the reason I don't just ask what's your comfy item is because mine is my dog <laughs> and he's not an item. So it felt weird, which is why I expanded. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're feeling uncomfortable. Totally. He yeah. is someone that gets you, respects your boundaries. You've grown up with. Yes. And he really understands you at your high highs and your low lows. Yes. I'm the comfiest when I'm in his arm. I'm just kidding. I mean, that's so cliche, <laughs> but for real, yeah. like we, we've grown to respect each other and learn each other's languages like we were talking about. So like if I'm with someone who maybe doesn't understand me that day or I had an off day, just knowing that he can respect that and I'm going to be in a place where I can be heard, that's that's my comfy spot. And I'm sure when you're feeling, you know, your moments, I like to call it chaos, mm-hmm. he's able to bring you back down to your comfort oh zone too. Yes, he knows what I need when I need it better than I know myself sometimes so um and for a tangible object I was gonna say he even knows when to bring me my weighted blanket because 
that thing. Oh my God. You don't yes. have to have anxiety to have a weighted blanket. Those things can put you to sleep in like five minutes if you have trouble sleeping, which is why I originally got it. But I realized after time, I was like, I feel like I'm in a cocoon right now. And like, so like, he knows what I need and he knows when I need to be in my cocoon. So that's, those are, thank you for asking me about my cocoon. I, <laughs> I love it very much. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I mean, babies love cocoons. So mm-hmm. why can't we as yes, adults? Exactly. I like being swaddled. What's wrong with that? We did it as babies to be comforted. So it only makes sense as an adult, we would want that too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you again so much for joining us today and sharing your experience and your knowledge around the topic of boundaries. Anytime. Anytime. (laughs) I loved it. And I loved hearing what you had to say because I know what I've learned, you know, through my own life or, and I get to hear the therapist side of like, Oh, that's that word and what that means. So yeah. I appreciate learning from you today. Also. Well, so thank fun. you. Thank you. It's definitely a different perspective to talk to a therapist that is not your own. Yeah. It is very, it's, it's an interesting as someone who is in therapy and obviously has a lot of therapist friends, the dialogue is so different yeah. and I learned so much from other people yeah. as well as my own Can't wait to learn on your next podcast. Yes. Tune in next Thursday. We'll grab a blanket, settle in, and get comfy together.